Yeah, I know it's thoroughly Jewish Thursday, but we're taking a different direction because of the urgent issues in America today. It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. If I could give you one short phrase, what the Spirit is saying to God's people today in the midst of times of unprecedented crisis, chaos, shaking in America and in much of the world, I would say this simple phrase that I believe more than normal, more than in ordinary circumstances, God is speaking to us right now, which is from the Lord, get your eyes on me. I believe if God could just come and speak to us, the church in America, yeah, that's always a truth. But I believe especially now, the Lord would be telling everyone, look to him, look to him. He'd be saying to me, Mike Brown, get your eyes on me. He'd be speaking to each one of us, get your eyes on me. It's always true, but I feel it especially true at a time like this. Welcome, friends, to the broadcast Here's the number to call. I know it's Thursday. That is virtually always thoroughly Jewish Thursday. But, hey, we are not part of a religious organization or company that tells us we have to do X, Y, Z. And it's just time to step back and talk about some some other issues, not Israel-focused, not Jewish-focused, in light of everything that's happened in the last 24 or 48 hours here in America. So phone lines are open, 866 Three four truth, eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. I'm not taking general Jewish calls today, but calls that have to do with the state of America, the church in America, prophecy, and the president. All right, how volatile are things right now? President Trump is banned from Twitter and Facebook. He he can't post his messages. What does he have? Eighty million Twitter followers. That's been his way to talk directly to America. He can't even do that. Now, on the one hand, that's a complete outrage. That that is mind-boggling. He's the most powerful man, naturally speaking, in the natural. He's the most powerful man on the planet. And, And social media shutting him down. On the other hand, if there is genuine fear that he would incite his followers to do something rash and destructive... Then you understand it. Obviously, in that regard, I don't believe he would be doing that. On the other hand, I'm quite sure that he has helped create the environment that gave birth to what happened in D.C. yesterday. And look, don't blame men of God that have surrounded Trump for years if he says and does things that are lacking in wisdom or that are destructive. That would simply mean he didn't listen to counsel that was given him. Don't throw people under the bus that have been trying to speak wisdom to him and get him to do things differently. If he doesn't hear wisdom, thank God they were there to speak it. But don't throw them under the bus for things that he refuses to listen to. But there's, there's so much to, there is so much to cover. I want to unpack. I want to share some of the responses 
that came in when I simply urged folks yesterday. I've been waiting for the right moment. It wasn't an insight or a new revelation yesterday. I've just been waiting for what I felt was the right moment to say, hey, look, face the facts. The prophecies are not going to come to pass. The, the prophecies of Trump being inaugurated on January 20th, they're not going to come to pass. Just face the facts. It's not going to happen. And I was waiting for the right moment. I want you to hear some of the extreme responses. Of, of course, many responded, as you'd expect. Dr. Brown, thank you for saying this, and it needs to be said, and one of people going to come to grips with reality. But I want you to hear some of the others, because it's quite alarming. It's quite alarming. Also, for those of you who follow Jeremiah Johnson's ministry, Jeremiah, young prophetic leader, uh, he came to me weeks ago and to some of the other local leaders that he works with and looks to, uh, he's moved up to North Carolina now, and said, I, uh, I know that Donald Trump will not be reelected. This is weeks ago. And I've written a letter of repentance and apology. Uh, I had, he had warnings a couple years ago. He had warnings, he even talked on the radio with me uh, about it. Uh, concerns he had as to where the Trump presidency would go and saw that if he didn't humble himself and if the church looked to him in an idolatrous way, that he would be removed. I do believe that's what happened, that the president did not humble himself, that he did not listen to wise counsel to become a decent human being towards others, and that the church, many of the church, looked to him in a wrong and idolatrous way. Therefore, he did not get four more years. Whatever the means was, however it happened. Uh, And then some months back, Jeremiah had a dream and interpreted the dream that Trump would get four more years and said that he would, so he's repented of that, apologized. He wrote this weeks ago and, and came to, to us and said, give me input on it, look at this with me, give me your thoughts. I want to humble myself, make no excuses. It's not lack of faith, it's not lack of prayer. It, it, it was wrong for me to declare this, that Trump would have four more years. And he's just waiting for the right moment, felt today was the right moment for him to release that, so I've helped circulate that as well. How could it be that so many... Prophetic leaders got this wrong. It, it's sad, but it's easy to explain as, as well. And we'll unpack that in, in the days ahead. But there, there's so much going on. And right now, what we need to do is say, okay, do I believe you are a brother or sister in the Lord? Do, do I believe that you have been saved by the same blood that I've been saved by? Do you believe I've been saved by the same blood you've been saved by? Do we have the same Heavenly Father, the same Lord? If that's the case, we're on the same team. Then we're all on the same team. So rather than you attacking me or me attacking you or, or us distrusting each other, let's agree to both trust God. How about that? How about we start there? Maybe you don't trust me right now because you think, oh, man, how could you cave in and you're coward and we're spineless and how could you be so unbelieving, etc." which, of course, is utterly bogus, but maybe you feel that way. Fine. You feel that way. And maybe I feel, how could you be so duped and deceived and so on? Okay, maybe we don't trust each other right now. Throughout the body, there's massive distrust and, and finger pointing on all sides, right? How about we agree to both trust God? How's that? Lord, we need you. Can we agree together on that? How's that for a start? You and I, if we're saved by the same blood, bought by the same price, Serving the same God. Well, I don't think you're... Oh, okay. Fine. You want to damn people to hell that don't agree with you politically on either side. Just tread carefully. Tread carefully. Okay? Because you'll be judged the way you judge others. But, but, 
can we agree here? If we are all children of God, if God looks down our father and says, yeah, that's my kid, that's my kid, you're all part of my family, all right? If that is the case, then can we agree together on this sentence? God, we need you. How about we start there? How about we start uniting there? Can, a- can anyone tell me that that's wrong? And anyone that's a fellow believer, can any of you tell me, Dr. Brown, you're wrong? <laughs> can we at least agree with that? Because we start there. How about that? God, we need you. Then add whatever words. Now, urgently, really, intent. But, but start there. God, we need you. Would you help us? Would you help us? Because many of you that think I'm dead wrong on things, you are passionate about the truth. You are passionate about not believing a lie. You are passionate about doesn't matter what it costs, you've got to follow the truth. And I'm with you on that. And yet we're differing as to what we think is truth right now. But can we agree, Lord, we just want truth. Some of you that, that are still holding on, there's going to be a miracle and Trump's going to be inaugurated. You're really people of faith. You have amazing faith and tenacity, and, and you'll believe when all hope is lost. When Jesus is in the grave, you say, I know he's getting up. And you believe God's promised this about Trump. So I'm, not, I'm not attacking your faith. I'm not, what I'm saying is, okay, when the day comes and that doesn't happen, you're sure it will. We'll say if, then just know this, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. If it turns out that you're wrong, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to criticize you. I'm not here to mock you. I'm here to help. I I posted yesterday on Twitter and, and, and a comment on Facebook that I really pity those who are unfollowing me, unsubscribing, whatever, because I simply said, face the facts, Trump will not be inaugurated on January 20th. I said, but know this, to all those unfollowing, unsubscribing, et cetera, know this, when your world collapses on January 20th, I'm gonna be here to help. Not to criticize, not to attack, not to say, I told you so. I have grave concerns about where America could be going in the days ahead. And we may have some real challenging times at hand. Well, I'm going to be here to help, not to attack you, not to mock you. And for the prophetic leaders who will be proven false in their prophecies on that day, I'm not here to throw stones at them or to call them false prophets, which scripturally, according to Jesus, is a wolf in sheep's clothing. If this is a brother or sister in the Lord, a born-again person who has been prophesying falsely, then we call out the false prophecy. We say it was false, and, and, and maybe some of them that believe they're prophets or not. They are falsely calling themselves prophets, but I won't brand a brother or sister a false prophet because Jesus said that person is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Now, those who are wolves preying on the body, and there always will be wolves, just like there'll be false pastors and false teachers and false messiahs and false prophets and false apostles, you're always going to have false people preying on the body. By all means, by all means, if, we are, if I'm convinced that someone is not even saved and, and is, is an absolute charlatan, of course we'll call that out. Absolutely. But, but for those that have gotten this wrong, that have somehow been deceived or deluded, 
for whatever reason, especially if they humble themselves, don't make excuses, don't keep coming up with more prophecies and blame others, then you extend grace to those that humble themselves. And then, especially for my fellow charismatics, we got to learn from this big time. You say, well, we're not there yet. Fine. We'll have that discussion more fully at the right time. But I'm here to help. I'm not here to, to, to with clickbait. For, in fact, sometimes I try to soften a headline so it's not just clickbait, so I can say, hey, here's what the substance is. Here's the, the real issue. Uh, I'm not here to get people to like me or to say, oh, Dr. Brian, you're so wise. Because trust me, everybody thinks I'm wise. There are a whole bunch of people who think I'm an idiot and jerk. I'm here to honor the Lord and serve and help you. So we're going to sort some things out of great importance. We're going to play some video clips. And uh, phone lines jam. I want to get to as many calls as I can. So I've got a little more to share, and then we're going straight to the phones. Give us strength to always do what's right. It's The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. All right, we're going to go to the phone lines shortly. I do want to say a few things first regarding what happened in D.C. yesterday. Many have said this was not Trump supporters at all. This was Antifa. It was all Antifa. Could Antifa have been involved? Sure. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Were there legitimate Trump supporters involved that, that breached the Capitol? Yes, absolutely. There, there's no question about that. There's video evidence of that footage people identified. Uh, look, and you got all kinds of people that are going to come out. you got the praying Christians. you got the survivalists from, you know, the mountains of West Virginia. You, you've got people, the QAnon supporters, you've got a wide range of people that are going to show up. And a moment like that, when chaos reigns, you better believe you're going to have people making very wrong choices. And tragically, the woman that was, was shot and killed, wasn't she a, an Army vet? Hadn't she served like four tours or an Air Force vet, tragically killed? And from what I understand, for her husband, was a real Trump supporter. So don't blame it all on Antifa. Don't blame it all on Antifa. But, in fact, let's, let's go to the videos. This is what, what Joe Biden said when the, the breach on the Capitol happened. This is, this is what he had to say. The scenes of chaos at the Capitol do not reflect a true America, do not represent who we are. What we're seeing are a small number of extremists dedicated to lawlessness. This is not dissent. It's disorder. It's chaos. It borders on sedition. And it must end now. You've heard me say before in different contexts, the words of a president matter, no matter how good or bad that president is. At their best, the words of a president can inspire. At their worst, they can incite. And therefore, I call on President Trump to go on national television now to fulfill his oath and defend the Constitution and demand an end to this siege. All right, so that was President-elect Biden who said what he said. So uh, President Trump then puts out his statement. It's somewhat after that chronologically. 
I, I understand. He puts out his statement. Now, remember, this is in the midst of the craziness going on. Listen to what President Trump says. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. What an unwise statement. When you've got, you've got to evacuate the vice president, senators, you get someone shot and killed. This woman should not be dead, okay? She should have been living a normal life today with her family. She's killed. You get tear gas. You've got all this stuff going on. You've got chaos. You don't make a statement saying, yeah, that election was stolen from us. Everyone knows. No, everyone does not know it. Half the country believes it was stolen. Half doesn't. Everyone does not know, especially those on the other side. No, those on the other side fully believe it wasn't stolen. You can differ with them. But you don't make a statement like that at that time. And you don't keep hammering it. It was a terrible thing. that No, the terrible thing that happened was saying, meet me at the Capitol. The terrible thing that happened was the, the building being stormed. Was Antifa involved? Maybe, but you cannot just blame them. That's ignorance if you just blame them. It's denying of, of clear video footage and facts and people identified. You can't just say it was all Antifa. Okay, either way, you don't talk about the fraud that you don't further inflame the, the distrust and the anger. It's, it's not about that right then. It's about something happening that's going to be one of the most shameful days in our history. That's a fact. So that it is that lack of wisdom that ha- helps for, to, to create an atmosphere that gives birth to what happened yesterday. And that's why ultimately the president has to take responsibility. You're the most powerful man on the planet. When you go after the governor of, of Georgia, duly elected Republican governor of Georgia, and retweet, yeah, he's going to jail. When you go after the secretary of state, who from what I understand is a born-again Christian seeking to do the honorable and right thing here, you go after him, you, you attack other people by name, you know, the lock her up chance and all this at the rallies and, and, you know, lock up Whitner, Governor Whitner, so she has death threats on her. You can't do that. It's irresponsible. Look, I'm, I'm here. Here's, here's the influence of the president. Okay, here's my influence in terms of people. By God's grace, let us all have great influence. But in terms of reaching people, look, what's my audience compared to the president's audience? And yet I weigh every word because I think of, all right, who could be listening? What's my responsibility before God? All right? 
Just like if you're a school teacher and you're thinking, okay, when I say this to kids, what impression are they going to have? You weigh your words. Parents, we, we all do this. How much more the president of the United States? But here, let, let me point something out to you. And uh, let's, let's put these quotes up here. This is just a tiny sampling of what was posted yesterday on my, on my Facebook page when I simply said, just accept the fact January 20th, Donald Trump will not be inaugurated. The prophecies are not true. I'm not here to, to hurt. I'm here to help. All right? So, so look at some of the, the comments. You become our enemy by defending the lies and by riding the fence. But now you know the future, right? I thought you were a debater. Your lack of being able to apply simple logic is quite astounding. Please go back to being an apologist. You're losing credibility moment by moment. Simply, simply saying the facts. This is President-elect Joe Biden. It's not, it's not going to change, okay? We don't know what his health will be. What, so we don't know what tomorrow is. There could be an asteroid that comes out of the sky and destroys the whole planet, okay? But aside from that, it's not, it's not, Donald Trump's not going to be inaugurated. It's just a fact. Okay, so how about this one? Brown, you are a fraud and spawn of bail. <laughs> By the way, I, I get junk like this day and night, okay? You understand that. I'm simply saying this is the response from people who claim to be followers of Jesus. This is how much people have gotten off track and put their, their eyes in the wrong place. As for me, caving or compromising, God never told me Trump would be elected. This is not, not something I'm supposed to believe is going to happen. It's just like if, you know, it's a football game on Saturday. God didn't tell me who's going to win, and therefore I'm believing for that to happen. Here, how, how about this one? Shut the H up. You're in a cult. wonder if that person was projecting a little bit. Shut the H up. You're in a cult. Friends, this is scary stuff. It's very scary stuff. Just remember this post when he is. You would have been one of the Jews complaining to Moses when they were backed up to the Red Sea. How about this one? Trump will be president, period. If you can't see that, you're missing the forest for the trees. Honestly, honestly, I expected more discernment from all of you. And if you can't see what's really going on, I'm not going to waste the time to explain it. You should have paid attention from the beginning. And that one goes on and on. Uh, yeah, I just got a note. Uh, the attack that Jeremiah Johnson is experiencing right now, the, the, the people accusing him of every, maybe I'll get to some of those posts. I just got a post saying it's unbelievable. This is for a man of God humbling himself and saying, I repent. I apologize, and I take full responsibility. I'm going to learn from this and grow from this. Uh, yeah, I mean, just on and on. One of your, our spiritual leaders, Dr. Brown, going to take a stand. You know that Biden is unrighteous. This is cowardly. It's not cowardly to say Trump's not going to be inaugurated. Gosh, what is with people? What, what has happened? So here, check out this article on AskDrBrown.org. That's the only place we posted it. AskDrBrown.org. Is there a cult of Trump? And I give you the signposts here. How can you tell if you're part of the cult of Trump? One, you believe that Trump and Trump alone can be trusted. Nobody else. He throws Biden, uh, he, he throws Pence under the bus, SCOTUS under the bus. Anyway, doesn't matter. You believe that Trump and Trump alone can be trusted. You tolerate no criticism of Trump, right? You tolerate no criticism. You're the former against him. You can't vote for him to take issue. Uh, number three, you'll turn on friends and family members if they do not support Trump. 
That's where you're, that's how loyal you are. Four, you compromise your standards in order to defend him. Five, you've put all your eggs in his basket. Only he can save America. Only he can, only he can fight for the church and fight for Israel. Six, you're unable to process information rationally when it has to do with Trump. And seven, when someone tells you that Trump will not be inaugurated on January 20th, 2021, you attack the messenger with vitriol and venom. Friends, I'm here to help. I, I know many of you will turn on me and, and not support us. I feel bad for you because I want to help you. God's our source. God's our supply. But I feel bad because I'm here to serve you and help equip you to do what God's called you to do. And when you cut me off, I can't help you. But friends, when you come to your senses and the dust settles, I won't say I told you so. I'll say, how can I help? We come right back to your calls. It's the Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. You know, there's the question of how do we vote? That's one thing. Then there's another question of how does a nation vote? And then there's another question of whether the vote was conducted fairly. But the biggest question is what is God doing in the midst of all of this? That's, that's the biggest issue to me. What is God doing? What is God saying? Let me repeat. I believe the number one message from God to us right now is put your eyes on me. Look to me. And I believe every one of us, if we are children of God with the same Heavenly Father, that there's a prayer that we can all pray in perfect agreement, which is, Lord, we need you. 866 Three, four, truth. Let's start in Cumberland, Maryland. Daniel, welcome to the line of fire. Uh, yes, shalom and peace. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, uh, may the Lord Himself rebuke all those evil words that were uh, spoken against you uh, from social media. I think that's just that that's a clear sign right there that that is not the spirit of God operating there. But what I wanted to uh, mention was that. Uh, so much to mention. I wish there was so much I could talk about, but you're on the topic right now about, so what? So what's up with these votes? You know, how do you vote? And and you mix that with prophecy, you know, prophecy about Trump winning. Um, I wanted to ask you about if you could weigh in on a, on a certain aspect of prophecy, because I know it can get complex, but the way I always understood prophecy was that it's a, it's a bit of a form of negotiation. So I, I don't always think every prophecy is a final, done, concrete, this is it, your fate is sealed. Um, and I think we can see precedents for that in the Bible. But I think what ended up happening, because I myself, I'll tell you right now, I've never prophesied or said, oh, I, you know, Trump is going to win. But I've had dreams about the election not being correct and things like that. Um, I wanted him to win. But I think what happened is the Lord senses, he's constantly sensing where the heart of America is, as he, he may have allowed Trump to win. Let's say Trump won, everything was fine. He still has to sense where our heart is with regard to how we elevate or what, what, where we position Trump in our hearts and in our minds and right. our souls. And I think that came to a, it hit a crest, and it's like, 
he's going to solve all our problems. Now, there's like three different things I want to say with this. So one, that's already not correct. That's not a godly stance. That's not, never what God wanted. So we kind of put it upon ourselves. So it's, it may not necessarily be that the prophecies ended up being... Yeah. All right. So, so yeah. yeah so let me let me let me jump in. Uh, let me jump in, sure. Daniel. And and thanks thanks for 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 laying that out with clarity. I appreciate it. I, I know there's much more to say, but I, I'm going to get try to give everybody one main point. Get to as many calls as I can. Uh, so to be continued on on some of the conversation. But number one, Jeremiah 18 lays out a principle from God as the Potter that whenever he gives a prophetic word, that he is going to bless a nation. If that nation turns away from righteousness and turns to sin, instead of blessing, he will judge. Conversely, when he says he's going to judge a nation and that nation repents and turns to him, then instead of judging, he will bless. So in that sense, all those prophecies are conditional. If someone has a prophetic word about how God's going to use you and your ministry and raise you up to bless millions of, of, of people in a t- particular country— and then you turn away from your calling and just turn it into a money-making business and, and, and then a practicing sin by the side, well, then that blessing is going to be taken away. So that's one thing, all right? Uh, so in that sense, could there be words that Trump will be reelected? Yeah, but we'll send them what would the ifs be? In other words, what would the conditions be? In terms of these prophecies, they were spoken that this is going to happen. And no matter what was going on, we were told again, know what's going to happen. And some to this day know what's going to happen. That yes, Trump will be elected. No to, to, the, to the naysayers. In fact, some are, are putting out prophetic threats. I addressed this earlier in the week. They're putting out prophetic threats. I, the Lord, say to you that if you speak against my prophets, I will judge you. That's garbage. That's manipulation. That's not from above. Even if the prophetic word was true, that's just manipulation and it's absolutely not from above to the satanic deception or that person's flesh, period. I saw another one. God's making a list who believes the prophets or not. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Question is who believes God? Who believes God? That's, that's the issue. So when these things are being reiterated, reiterated, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So then it's past that. They're false didn't happen. I, my own view, my personal opinion is, a prayerful opinion, but my personal opinion, that God wanted to give Donald Trump four more years, but it was contingent on him repenting of his carnality and becoming a decent human being in his treatment of others and how he led, and contingent on the church not looking to him as some type of political deliverer. And on both scores, that didn't happen. He's not repented of, of his pride and, and narcissistic behavior and savaging other people. And many in the church to this day, the idolatry of their hearts has been revealed. But I believe God would have given him four more years. It's in the Bible where God says, I surely intended to do this, but you didn't, con- you didn't continue the right path or you turned in sin. So I'm, I'm with you in many ways. However, however, I would say that prophecies, the way they've been spoken, Many of them plainly false, and there's going to have to be accountability for that. 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to our friend Manny in Brooklyn, but we're talking politics today. Hey, man, what's on your mind? Hey, Dr. Rand. Um, I was wondering about, like, you, you talk about, like, you know, the, 
you know, how, how many uh, people, so to speak, like even um, people are giving prophecies, you know, <laughs> and stuff are not really being fulfilled. Uh, do you think maybe we religious people are just in the wrong business? We, you know, we should be focusing more on theology, teaching, morality. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not getting so much involved. I mean, and I don't just mean the people who are like prophets. I mean, even, even the, the average guy who just, you know, opens his phone and starts looking at the news. Don't you think maybe we should try to tune down a bit our focus on current events and much more to, you know, just the scriptures and the, you know, the, the, truth, the truth of God? Right. So, so here's the question. You're asking this as an Orthodox Jew, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Got it. So just for those that, that may not have heard our previous few calls here. Hmm. All right. So it, it, it all depends on who I'm talking to. In other words, it, in many ways, religious people sometimes can live in a bubble and the society changes around them. And because they're just living in their bubble, they end up getting trampled by the society, whereas they could have had a positive influence in it. Hmm. On the flip side... Uh, we've kind of swung the other way. So on, on the one hand, many Christians, you know, they'll say that we strongly oppose abortion, but they do almost nothing about it through the year. You know, they're not involved in any, any practical way. Or, you know, they're, they're upset with teaching of homosexuality in the schools, etc. But they're not actually involved with their local school board. Or, mm-hmm. or, so sometimes we can be so pietistic. So, you know, we're just praying, reading the Bible, and the world goes to hell around us. And, and we blame the world, whereas we didn't do anything to help. And in that sense, you know, Yeshua taught that his, his Talmudim, his disciples, were to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. But I think for many of us, sir, we've absolutely swung in the wrong direction. We have become obsessed with the political scene, especially in the evangelical church. I don't know how much it is in the Haredi community or the— It's uh, pretty orth- bad. Yeah. So it's, it's just—and look, it's a perfect storm— because Trump stood for so many things that were important to us. And, and that, you know, look, you know, in, in Brooklyn, you know, the rallies for Trump against de Blasio and things like that. It's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, Trump is for freedom. And, and he did so many good things and did stand and, and had good people around him really urging him to do these things. You know, one of my friends has said, you know, James Robinson said on the air, if you put wisdom in the room with him, he'd listen to it. James was telling me again today, he said, Michael, the decisions, the good decisions that Trump made, the policy moves, the, the, the righteous things he did, he said, that's because of the godly men that were around him speaking into his life. So on the mm-hmm. one hand, he's standing for us. The world is kind of going crazy in the other direction. You know, from the Jewish perspective, the rising anti-Semitism and the Democratic Party, all of that, it, it, we suddenly got so caught up in the political scene, but, but absolutely. Look, I started the show by saying if, if there's anything God's saying to us right now, we could agree on this Orthodox Jew, Messianic Jew. It's God saying, look, look to me, turn, turn to me. And that's what we have to do. So yeah, I'm totally with you on that, sir. If we would step back, just e- each of us and step back. And that's what I'm trying to do by talking about this. Help, help us in our perspective, step back, worship God, get in the word, pray, and then say, Lord, here I am. How can I be a blessing and help? We, we need, need to catch our breath a little. Thank you so much. And just like many pastors, rabbis don't want to talk about political, social things that sometimes we ignore stuff, they can swing the other way. And then I have a calling because I'm not a local pastor. I'm, I'm a, yeah, I preach and teach and travel, but I'm, I'm a talk radio host and, and an, an op-ed writer. So I'm going to deal with these things more, but hope, hopefully... 
in the midst of it, point us to the Lord. Hey, God willing, we'll, we'll talk again about, about issues that divide us, but amen on your call. Thank you. 866-34-TRUTH. Uh, we go to Washington, D.C. Isaac, I hope you're safe and sa- uh, safe over there. Oh, yes, sir. Definitely. I am. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, what's Hello? on your mind? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to call because I was actually uh, there, actually, at the rally. Um, I was there from 9 o'clock all the way to around, I believe, 1 or 2 o'clock. And I've seen, a, you know, I could say a, a mouthful of some of, the, some of the things I've seen and some of the different perspectives I've seen. And uh, coming from a different perspective, um, there's so much I can say, and I'm actually, you know, going to, Hopefully, say that I think it could benefit uh, somebody. But I know you have a lot of callers. You have a short time, so my main point is, um, you know, you really helped me to dig deeper in, into God. Watching, finding your videos four years ago, and to be honest with you, the last uh, year or two, you, you kind of broke my heart. And something about um, what happened yesterday, I think we can put into a perspective on why you kind of broke my heart. And, and that is because um, I think when you look at this situation of yesterday, what happened at the Capitol. Um, I was watching Fox News, and I was kind of mad watching Tucker Carson um, say that, you know, these people, we have to understand why they did it. Um, these people are upset because they they feel like their vote doesn't matter, their voice doesn't matter, that they don't matter. And I was kind of upset with that message of Tucker Carson. But then I thought about it, and I'm saying, you know what, I understand what they're saying. Because we can look at the same situation from there are, there were black people who was marching on the streets saying that, you know what, my life doesn't matter. I feel I feel like my life doesn't matter because of my skin color. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was robbed. Same way that you feel like your vote Yeah, hey, hey stay, stay right there. Stay right there, Isaac. We'll continue on the other side of the break. Make sure you tell me what, what I said or did that, that felt like it broke your heart. But I'm so glad you're here, and I want to get to as many calls as possible. Stay, stay on the line. It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on The Line of Fire. If you missed any part of the broadcast, I started by saying, if there's anything the Spirit's saying to the church right now or to God's people, it's look to me, look to Him to the Lord. And if there's one prayer we can all pray, how about this? God, we need you. And uh, uh, Isaac in D.C., uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. When I was interacting with folks on social media and I was asking for perspective, this was during some of the protests and riots, there was one black brother who said, hey, look, when you're at a, an event raising funds for cancer, and someone st- st- steps up and says, yes, but all diseases matter. Well, it's, it's true, but right now, we're focusing on cancer. You know, just little things like that that help us understand one another better, you know, and, and, and why a black American might feel that their life doesn't matter to, to a white American. It's like, oh, now I understand your perspective. I understand why when I just respond, all lives matter, it hits a certain way. And those are things that we, we communicate. Yeah, so, of course, we all utterly deplore the breach of the Capitol yesterday and the environment that created that. But the fact that there are tens of millions of people who legitimately are frustrated because they believe an election was stolen, yeah, that's, that's, that's a very, very deep thing. So back to you, sir. Yes, sir. Um, uh, you asked me to explain why you broke my heart in a little bit, and that was just this last year, you know, during the 
Black Lives Matter uh, kind of movement, um, which I, as a black man, I'm, I'm saying that the organization is one that's evil, but I'm talking about the majority of people that, that was there. Mm-hmm. I felt like you kind of, like, through your Facebook, um, you kind of was just um, painting, it seemed like you was painting in a broad brush, where I don't think that may not have been in your attention, but if you look throughout your comment section, you was feeling this kind of anger, and that's why I went out there to the protest, because I wanted to, like you said, like, this is a, like, it's all about Christ. I'm, 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 my heart is pouring. I'm crying at night because I'm seeing my brothers and sisters honestly mm. put Trump above God. And I just want to tell these brothers and sisters, I love you. It mm. doesn't matter if we think differently. And that's okay because that's what makes America. And I just feel like there was a lot of lack of compassion to understand of what black Americans were feeling. And yeah. the sense of their life doesn't matter the same way. And I understand the hurt the same way that it feels like they feel like they've been robbed of something. Yeah, Isaac, you know, just just your perspective, though, to want to have empathy for another position is something that's so rare for us in the body because it's pretty much I'm going to defend my turf, and if you don't see it my way, I'm going to criticize you as opposed to saying, well, why do you feel that way? Or or share your perspective. So God bless you for doing that and and going to share love and and for getting that, that insight as well. Let me just say this one thing, and it's not to defend myself, okay, because I don't... I communicate a certain way, then questions, how's it come across? I don't see many of the comments on social media because we get tens of thousands a month, sometimes in a day. Uh, but when I see people that are supposedly in my camp responding with anger and venom or bigoted attitudes, that does grieve me. And I do ask, what can I do better? I kept trying to find ways to say things. I remember one post was all caps, Black Lives Matter, every Black Life Matter, Black Lives are important. I mean, I said it every way I could in all caps. And then at the bottom I said, and I have strong issues with the BLM organization to try to get the point across. So, hey, that's my heart, Isaac. So pray that I'll, I'll communicate that well and that all of God's people will hear it. But thank you for the call and, and thank, you, thank you for your honesty and for, for your empathy for others. That's, that's a great way to, to really have God's heart, and it's rare. So thank you for, for uh, making an example in doing that. I appreciate it. 866-34-TRUTH. Uh, let's go over to Rebecca in Prince George, Virginia. Welcome to the Line of Fire. Hi, Dr. Brown. Um, how are you today? Doing well, thank you. Um, I just want to say thank you for doing your show. I listened to you on the radio, and I heard what you said earlier today about people that were attacking you, and it, it it kind of is really appalling to me, and it's very shocking. And as a Christian, I, I was utterly devastated by yesterday. I, I'm embarrassed to be an American. I'm embarrassed that, like, I don't want people to lump Christianity in with what happened yesterday. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, I wonder if if Trump used Christians as a pawn. I was a very staunch supporter of him because of the views that he held, and it makes you wonder if he was just using us as pawns just for power. Yeah, yeah, Rebecca. Well, first, I I do my best not to judge anyone's motive, and unless I've factual evidence or something. However, from everything I've been told, from every believer that has met with him, and some like James Robison that was on the phone with him yesterday, 
trying to give him godly counsel, okay? I, I mean, people right. that have been close to him. Everyone to a person that I've talked to that has met with him in groups, individually, felt that genuinely he took an interest in, in the things that were important to us, that it genuinely bothered okay. him, that it seemed that we had lost our voice nationally when there were so many of us, that he seemed to really respect Christians. Now, people said, oh, you should hear him mocking people. I, th I think from what yeah. I understand, it was some televangelists and different things like that. Look, Paula White, she's not, <laughs> if I was surrounding right. with people, she's, <laughs> she's on my list of, okay, I make sure she's, yeah. she's there with him. But he's been yeah, friends with her. Right. He's Paul been friends White, with her. <laughs> right. He's been friends with her for many years. Right. Right. You know, okay. and, and she'd be kind of out there in terms of her practices and things. So uh, the bottom, bottom line is that everyone that I know that was got close to him at all or was in meetings, uh, they, they've all said he they believe he. Yeah, he, he may be a narcissist. He may it may be all about him on okay. a certain level, but they've all said he genuinely loves America. He genuinely cares about what's best for America and that he really seems to respect Christian leaders and the church. That's what everyone's told me. So I, that's, that's what I believe. And I categorically stand against things he's said and done and believe he's been his own worst enemy. And if he was a different type of person, fraud or no, he'd be inaugurated on January 20th. And the church was not looking to him in the wrong way. He'd be inaugurated on January 20th. That's my own belief. It's prayerful, but it's just, you process that, it's just my own belief. But no, I don't, look, any politician is going to use people for certain purposes, and certainly on a certain level, things are about him, and, and he doesn't know how to lose. We understand that, his personality, but, that, I mean, things he's kind of expressed, etc. But that being said, I don't believe that he just used Christians as pawns, and because once he got in, he didn't throw them away, as others have done. He didn't do that, to his credit. So uh, as much as I will freely say I differ, I will also applaud him for what he did and for, and, and for right things. Uh, let's go to Russ in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Thanks so much for holding. Welcome to the line of fire. Uh, thank you, Dr. Brown. Uh, let me say this. is uh, My wife and I both attended the events of yesterday. Uh, the Lord had led us to stand there in front of the Capitol. As it, as it turns out, we did not know that that would be where things would happen Amazing. a week ago when— when God said, stand here, but, uh, we stood there because he said, carry a flag that says, we need you, Lord. Now, that the flag said that says an appeal to heaven, and you and I would agree completely that that's our only hope. In fact, right now, Isn't that amazing? Really got, Isn't that amazing, though, that you felt to be there with that sign? And then, uh, you know, today, the one message that I want to get across, you know, look to the Lord, and can we all agree we need you? So there yeah. you were, prophetically stationed with a prophetic message oh. at, in, in one of the most dark moments in American history. That's extraordinary. Well, thank you. And, and it was. And it, we were, we're still processing it, my wife and I. We are, in fact, driving back from D.C. right now in, in the process. And we've heard your show. We love your show. We love what you said yesterday as far as just the need to, to heal the church. Uh, when times come, and you're, you're right, you're, we're going to need your voice, and I thank you for that. Um, specifically, though, to, to your points today, what I'd like to make this is this, being a personal firsthand witness, and you just heard from Isaac, he was a firsthand witness, too. I'm thankful for that. Um, but, but from my perspective, where I was standing, where they breached the fence, 
is here. I've heard you already uh, twice downplay Antifa. And I, I don't think you were trying to downplay them. You were just trying not to overplay them. And the same thing's true. But in, in the process of doing that, I think you've overplayed uh, the president's position. Because here's what happened yesterday from a firsthand witness. We were there from 9 o'clock in the morning, freezing cold, wind blowing, and we were about 10 people when we showed up. Uh, by 11.30, there were probably hundreds, if not thousands, in that area. But the spirit, the atmosphere of the place was just positive. It was just great uh, for two and a half hours. Then at, then at 12.30, a group of people came, and immediately both my wife and my spirit caught the fact that something is different. Uh, the animosity, the angst, the anger, the frustration, the, 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 the evil, quite frankly, the wickedness, was there. And uh, within minutes, they were yelling at the police. They were doing that. Now, they, did, did they have Trump um, paraphernalia on? Absolutely. Were they Trump? The answer is no. Okay, these were these were Antifa plants. And I'll tell you why in just a second. They well, were Antifa well, plants. Yeah, tell you what, we've got literally 30 seconds before we're out of time. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, then here's the deal. Do not, for the church body, underplay the effect of Antifa. They instigated, they they incited a riot yesterday, and I saw it with my own eyes. And it was not the president's words. It was plants. Uh, uh, and, oh, no. Okay, right. So, so just with my five seconds, what I said about the president yesterday, I'm talking about months of buildup, even years of rhetoric, of speeches, of, of words spoken. That's what I've been talking about, that ultimately the blame lays at his feet, for an environment like that, could have Antifa been the one that stoked the whole thing? Could well be, and I thank you for your eyewitness report. But to blame it all on them, of course not, that's not the case. But thank you. Thank you for doing what you're doing.